0: I, too, want to thank Barb and Danny just for sharing part of their story, but also for their work, investing in our students, investing in our families. I know some of you are involved in as well, so thank you for your service in, in the life of our church community. Uh, speaking of families, uh, the newest addition to my family is... <laughs> oh, no. This is Winston. He's a six-month-old English lad. Do not let the eyes fool you. Uh, There are days when he needs to be on a terrorist watch list. (laughs) And, And the truth is, if you talk to my family, if you talk to Rose, my wife, or my son, Mark, who's home from college, they will tell you, and this is true, dad has not been as consistent in correcting Winston as we have, and that's true. And as a result, this little guy sometimes is much better behaved for them than he is for me. And we had one of those scenarios this week where that happened. And, and at one point, my son looks at me, my 21-year-old son looks at me, and he goes, Dad, you've been a parent for more than 20 years. You should have this down by now. And you know, he's got a point. <laughs> I think there, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, you're kind of right. There's some things I... I should have down by now. Some of you are parents here and have there been moments when you've said, you know, I should have this down by now. Maybe some of your kids, and you think about your parents, my parents should have this down. They still don't have it figured out, right? They don't get this. The reality is this journey of being a parent can be a very humbling journey. And over the years, as I've talked with parents in a lot of situations, I've realized that for most of us, at some point in the journey of parenting, at some point we feel like absolute failures. Even this week, I was having a conversation with a young dad, two small kids. We were talking about this journey of being a dad. And, and I said, so what scares you the most right now about being a father? And he said, well, I'm, I'm just not sure I'm doing enough. I'm just not sure I'm doing it right. And so we talked a little bit more about that. But this, this is... This could be a challenging role that we have and, and we, we see the ups and downs and we experience at times the, the tensions in family and we look back at times and say, I wish I'd done this differently. This is, this is all part of this journey of parenting. Well, this morning, as I said, we're continuing our look topically at the book of Proverbs. Now, in reality, Proverbs in ancient Israel was basically... a, a a book written to young men who would ultimately assume positions of leadership in their communities, in their country. And yet, even though that's the primary target, I think Proverbs has a lot to say for us today about the journey of parenting. So particularly for those of us who are parents, for those of us who are grandparents, for those of us who at some point see parenting as part of our future, I'm going to invite you to, let's just look at this book together. And I want to unpack the wisdom of Proverbs in this area of parenting simply by asking a couple of questions. And the first question that I want to ask, and just think about this, the first question that I want to ask is, so what is the goal of parenting? I mean, how would you, well, what's, what's really the goal of parenting? Maybe, maybe you're, you're a kid and say, here's my goal for my parents. But if you're a parent, what is, what's the goal of parenting? I realize for some of us, you know, particularly, for instance, when, when our kids are younger and it's really crazy, it's really busy, sometimes the goal is just survival, right? We got through the day, everybody got fed, nobody, got di- nobody died, everybody's in bed. It's a good day, it's a win, and, and we need to celebrate that. But if you're a parent regardless of what season you're in, what what would you describe as the goal of parenting? There are different ways we can answer that. Let let me just give you a couple. I think think the reality is for some parents, it, it really seems like the goal is just parenting toward their child's happiness, right? We're just going to... I, I want I want my child to do well, and I'm going to do everything I can to make that possible. I'm going to I want to pave the path so they can do well, so they can exceed. I want to give them good opportunities, and 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 ultimately, in some ways, even for some parents, it feels like we're 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 wrapping our entire lives around our kids. So for some parents, it's just like we're we're just parenting toward their happiness. And of course, my guess is at some point you've seen what that can produce, because in some people, what it produces are Individuals that are entitled and lack resilience. And maybe most of us would say, no, I want to go deeper than that. And, and then for some, I think it's we think about parenting. Well, I want I want them to be good, responsible adults, right? I want to, maybe you think of it this way: I want to parent toward their habits. And I want I want them, right? I want them to develop a good work ethic. I want them to develop responsibility. I want them to be good citizens. And I think for those of us who are followers of Christ, we want them to become Christians and we want to see good habits and so I'm going to do whatever I can to really foster good habits, certain behavior. I want to give my kids certain opportunities. I want them to be involved in church. We're going to do sports and, and as they get older sometimes we even we put a certain amount of pressure on our kids. You need to do well in these areas. You've got to work hard academically so get in the right college. And, but what we're trying to do, we're, we're trying to develop uh, good habits in the lives of our kids. Now there's much to be commended there. Can I suggest that that Proverbs challenges us as parents to think even deeper? Beyond just kind of superficial habits, or excuse me, superficial happiness, beyond external habits, Proverbs encourages us to think about the heart. In Proverbs chapter 4, there's this very familiar verse that we read, Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Now in reading that verse, it's important to understand that this is in one of the sections of Proverbs where a father is talking to his young son. And, you know, and this, is, this, is, this is dad who wants the best for his kid. And there's so many good things we want for our kids. But it's almost like the dad looks at his kid and he says, you know, I, you know, I want you to do well in school and it's great that you're engaged in sports and I'm so proud of the things you've learned as a member of a team and the success you've had. And I look forward to seeing what you're going to do in the workplace and I'm so thrilled about that and I'm going to cheer you on all along the way. But, but above all else, as important as all of that is, above all else, guard your heart. And what the dad is saying through this statement, I think, is this is... This is the the ultimate desire and goal of my parenting is the transforming work at the very core of who you are because that's that's really what this whole concept of heart is getting to. It's the the core of who we are. It's it's who we, we are at our deepest level. But here's where this really becomes challenging as parents. In fact, this is is where this whole journey of parenting can really become unsettling, particularly for those of us who are Christian parents. Because we know from the pages of Scripture that what our kids need, what all of us need, is the transforming work of God at the very core of who we are. And that's, that's the work of the gospel. That's the forgiveness, the new life, the transformation that only God can bring through the work of Jesus Christ. It's the work of the gospel that we become a part of when we put our faith and trust in him. And what that means for me as a parent is this. When it comes to the work of the heart in my kids' lives, I can't control that. I can't I can't manufacture it. I can't make it happen. I can I can I can I can enforce external behavior. But I can't control what's going on in the inside of the lives of my three sons. And that, that becomes, right? That can, oh my goodness, that becomes unsettling. And for, for some parents, in response to this, in their, their unhealthy ways in which we, we respond to try to get control of that, we can parent out of fear and we can parent out of shame or just sheer reward. And we're parenting because we, we, we don't have this control. We, and sometimes we cling to a passage like Proverbs 22, right? Train up a child and the way you should go. And we, we treat it as if that's an ironclad promise. If I just do A and B, then C will result. But remember, the Proverbs are not ironclad promises. They're not guarantees. They're general observations about life. And I think one of the important steps of effective parenting is understanding what I cannot do. Now, you say, well, then what do we do? Right, if this is the ultimate goal, but if it's ultimately a goal that I can't control or manipulate, then what do I do? Well, I think the book of Proverbs would answer that question this way. Right, the book of Proverbs, I think it acknowledges, well, I can't control my kid's heart. But what I can do is I can walk the way of wisdom And invite them to join me. I can walk the way of wisdom. I can walk this journey of faith. And kind of through teaching. Through interaction. Through the life of our home. And our involvement as family. I can can do different things to invite. To nurture. To encourage them to be part of this journey. As well. So how do I do that? This is what I can do. How do I do that? Well, in answering that question, what I want to do real quickly is I want to just give you four, four themes that I think occur in the book of Proverbs that are relevant to us as parents. And in giving you these four themes, they're easy to remember because they all begin with the letter L. So here's the first L. And not surprisingly, it's the word what? It's the word love. In Proverbs, uh, we read this in Proverbs chapter 4. Remember, Proverbs 4 includes this long section where a father is talking to his son. And I love love what the dad says early in the passage. He says this, For I too was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Now he's about to give his son advice and counsel, and that theme recurs throughout the book. But in doing that, it's not just I'm going to stand back here and lecture at you, right? Right? I'm going to stand back here and tell you all the things you're doing wrong, all the things you need to do. It's, you know what? I, I was once a son too to my dad. And I was tender. I had lots to learn. There are a lot of mistakes in my future. I was just where you were. And what, what I think you find here in, in the opening of this section of the book of Proverbs, it's really, I, I, I see this as a statement of endearment. This is the dad looking at his son and saying, look, I'm not just going to tell you what to do. I'm not just going to lecture at you. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm in this with you. I'm going to walk this journey with you. I am for you. You know, I I think generations later about Paul the Apostle talking about parenting and again addressing fathers and Ephesians chapter six, and what does he say? He says, "Look, you need to you need to train your kids, and you need to develop your kids, but you don't exasperate them, and you avoid being parents of exasperation when you when you love your kids." So I think foundational being on this journey of wisdom, this journey of faith, and inviting my kids to join me is we, we, our, our home. Our relationships need to. There needs to be genuine love there. Now, we could spend days and days talking about what that looks like and, you know, there's nothing new that I have to share with you. You, you, you know what it is and you know when it's absent, but let me, just, let me just remind you of two things. Two things you already know, but two things that are absolutely critical for us as parents in and, and loving our kids and communicating that love. And those two things are these. Time and Attention. Time and attention. Now, as parents, one of the things we sometimes talk about, we talk about the importance of quality time. And I get that, and I'm all for that. But here's what I've come to understand, kind of after, you know, two plus decades of being a parent. I believe in quality time. I just never know when it's going to happen. I don't. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, it's just surprising conversation sometimes it's unexpected moments where it just feels like man that was a moment for for a significant interaction or significant conversation i remember when our kids were little you know and we do the family devotions and we our goal was maybe w- was once a week and i realized some some families seem to master this and we were never that good at it I, you know it's kind of yeah i know i'm the pastor but we didn't that it was always sometimes it was kind of a trial by fire sometimes it felt like world war three was going to break out because they were so busy sometimes it's like okay we're done we're going to close in prayer and let's just all get to bed you know the, but there were other times where it was like oh that was good but I just never knew when those times would come. And over the years, as our sons got older, there were intentional things that, you know, I, I sought to do. I mean, we moved here to Pennsylvania, and we discovered sheets. And so sheets runs became a part of my kids growing up. And, you know, sometimes it was just a good way to check in. Hey, let's do a sheets run and, you know, grab some fried food, and we'd just sit there and talk. Now my kids are older, and they realize that food is no longer good for you. Uh so we 're going out to eat at more expensive places it 's gotten more costly to have these conversations, likewise when, when our sons hit their senior year and they had that first period off once a week we'd go to breakfast and we just talk about okay you know what 's this transition come what's what 's going to look like? Are you leaving high school and you know let 's just talk what are, what are you excited about what are you scared of So we just had those conversations and i 've got to be honest with you, sometimes we go out and It's like, oh, that was a really good conversation. Other times it was, hey, we just, you know, we just chatted about life. There was nothing real deep, nothing real spiritual, nothing really profound. And I just, I never, I never knew when those moments were going to come. So there's, there's just no shortcut for the importance of time. But in some ways I think the time together isn't that important if there's not also attention. Over the last week, I've I've had different conversations with young adults in our church and students kind of just talking about this whole experience of family and parenting. I wanted to kind of get some of their insight into what I was sharing this weekend. And so when we were talking about kind of communicating love, one of the things that came through loud and clear, and this was a recurrent theme in these conversations, I experience love when my parents listen. I experience love when my parents listen. And in different conversations, I, I, I tried to unpack that, okay, like, what do you mean by listen, right? And you know, because you know let's be honest, sometimes what we mean by listen is this: you've listened to me if you agree with me. And sometimes in parenting, that's just not gonna happen, right? And, so I, re- I remember asking one young, I said, okay, so what, how do you know, how do you know if your parents are listening? How do, what makes you feel heard? And here was a response, and I thought it was really helpful. I feel heard when they ask good questions. And, you know, a, a couple of days later, as I was processing that, I was like, oh my goodness. I, you know, I, I think back just to even certain conversations I've had with my own sons, and times at which it, it's just been so easy for me to go into lecture mode, right? Some topic comes up, and instead of kind of exploring it more with my son, well, this is what you need to do. Or, no, you, can't, you shouldn't think that way. Here's where you're wrong. Or, that line that puts death to any parental conversation, when I was your age, blah, blah, Right? right? There's, this t- there's a conversation killer, right? And, and I thought, I realized, oh my goodness, it, it, you know, it can be at times it's been so easy for me just to go into lecture mode and, and I'm not listening. So, so what if instead of saying, okay, well let me tell you exactly what to do, what, what if I said, well, just tell me, tell me a little bit more. How are you thinking about this? How are you feeling about this? And What if I worked harder at listening because this is, this is an important part of communicating love. And for those, let me just speak particularly to parents, middle school and high school. Let me tell you one reason this is absolutely mission critical for you right now. And that is this. Over the last decade, there has been a clear uptick in the level of depression, anxiety, and suicidal thinking among teenagers and young adults in this country. Now, we can have all sorts of debates and conversation about why that is happening. And, you know, there are different approaches, different theories. But why ever it's happening, it's important for us to understand that it is happening. And it's not just a big statistic. it's, It's happening in the lives of our kids. It's happening in the lives of our church families. In the lives of kids that are part of CORE you see, if, if, I'm just, if, just, if I'm just a parent that's, I'm just concerned about behavior and habits, I'm, I'm going to miss really seeking to understand what's going on in my son's heart. And if I'm just focused on kind of behavior and habits, I, there may be ways that I'm not really communicating love well because I'm not listening. And I say that as a dad who can look back to earlier seasons in my kid's life and say, here's some things I missed because I wasn't listening well. So I just, I just really want to encourage you as parents to, to think in those terms. Okay, very quickly, let me, just, let me mention a couple of other things. So love is an important dimension of this journey of parenting. Secondly, learning. I mean, when we read Proverbs, there's this clear expectation that, right, that our homes, our families are to be places of learning. Uh, let me just read you uh, Proverbs. Let me get down to my notes here. Proverbs 4, 1. Again, in this section of a father speaking to his son. Listen My son, to a father's instruction, pay attention and gain understanding. I mean, just as you read Proverbs, it's clear that part of this journey of parenting is, is passing along the faith, passing along knowledge, passing along wisdom to our kids. Even at the beginning of the book, the author says, Listen to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. But how do I do that? I mean, what is what does that look like? I actually had this conversation with one of my sons this week. You know, just as I said, you know, what do you think? As parents, how do we help our kids kind of embrace the reality of the gospel and embrace this journey of following of Jesus? How do we how do we help how do we help people do that? And he made this interesting comment. He said, Dad, he said, he said, they need to see that Christianity is attractive. And I thought about that, and then it really struck me that in, in different ways, this is actually what the book of Proverbs is doing, right? The book of Proverbs is inviting us into this journey of wisdom. It's a journey that is ultimately a relationship with God, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and inviting us onto this journey of the wisdom over and over again, the book of Proverbs says, look, above all else, this is what you need. That other stuff is valuable, it's meaningful, but this is what you need. You need wisdom. You need this relationship. This is what living well looks like. And as I thought about that, it really led to this question for those of us who are parents. As a parent, am am I helping my child, my kids, see the beauty, the wonder, the impact of the gospel you know i think along these lines in proverbs chapter 3 as the as this father instructs his son there's this statement that let love and faithfulness never leave you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart and i think for us today kind of the application of that is our families our homes our relationships with our kids need to be places where our kids see the the love and faithfulness of God. My home needs to be a place where in different ways, you know, my kids are reminded they are deeply loved and deeply known by God. And furthermore, it needs to be a place where now that they've started this journey of following Jesus it needs to be a place where they come to understand not only that they are deeply loved, that they are people who are experiencing God's love and faithfulness, that that love and faithfulness is now to shape how they engage the world, to shape how they engage relationships, to shape how they engage their work and their responsibilities. So, you know, am I encouraging my kids to see just, you know, there's just a wonder and amazement beauty to the good news of Jesus Christ that invites us into this relationship where we can experience his forgiveness, his renewal, his new life. I mean, is, is my parenting just about, okay, here's what you need to do, here's what you need to avoid, or is, it, is there this deeper reality of the wonder of what God is doing? So there needs to be Learning. Thirdly, I think in the book of Proverbs, this this journey of of parenting, not only does it involve love, creating an atmosphere of love, not only does it involve learning, passing on the faith and the wisdom that comes with it, it also involves limits. It involves discipline. And the book of Proverbs doesn't shy away from talking about the significance of discipline. Proverbs 19, 18, discipline your children for in that there is hope. But for us as parents, I think there there are two things that in, in this reality of discipline that we need to keep in mind, two things that we are really wanting to communicate to our kids. First of all, there's the reality of consequences, right? We want our kids to understand their consequences to the choices that they make. Again, Proverbs in essence says you're either on this wisdom road or you're on the road of foolishness and there will be consequences Along the way, if you choose to move in that other direction. And we want our kids to understand that as well. They need to see the consequences of the choices that they're making. But not not only do they need to see the consequences, they need to see our compassion. They need to understand that even in these moments of discipline, we are still for them. We are still, we still love them. We want God's best for them. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes, it, and let's be honest, as parents, it, it, it's so easy to discipline out of anger. It's so easy to discipline out of frustration. And even as we talk about the reality of discipline, I think we've got to acknowledge and sometimes we're going to go even through seasons in these relationships where there's, there's tension and it's hard and it's messy and it is complicated. And that that's part of the journey as well. And we... You can't shy away from discipline simply because it becomes complicated because Proverbs says this is part of the journey of walking in the way of faith, walking in the way of wisdom and inviting our kids to be a part of that as well. Now there's one other thing that I want you to see from Proverbs and that is this. Not only does this way of wisdom in parenting involve love and learning and limits, it also also involves lifestyle. It involves lifestyle. Let me show you one other verse from Proverbs. Again, Proverbs chapter four. Notice this, I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. Notice the implication. I'm not just going to tell you where to go, I'm I'm going to walk this journey with you. And I think one of the realities of parenting in the way of wisdom is, is recognizing that to invite our kids to join us on the journey, we need to be on the journey. And I realize, you know, I realize sometimes as parents, we get all uptight about the you know, the different cultural influences that are now speaking into our kids. And particularly as they get older, it feels like we've got less control. And, you know, all the the cultural stuff from social media to music and everything. It just feels like all of that is now speaking into my kids' lives. And it's scary because I feel like I'm, I'm losing kind of the influence that I once had. I still remember when, you know, our kids were learning to drive and one of them would be driving, they'd plug in their phone and all of a sudden we're under their playlist. And my first question would be, who is this? And that was always the joke. Now, what's the name of this band again? And, and so I was getting introduced to all kinds of new music. To be honest with you, some of it I really liked. In fact, even to this day, one of our sons, uh, who now lives in another part of the country, I jump into his car, he'll plug in his, his phone, and sometimes as he's kind of scrolling through his playlist, he said, okay, Dad, this one's for you. And it will be Mumford & Sons, because you know that he introduced me to Mumford & Sons. But some of that other stuff, is like, oh my goodness, who is this band? And what about those lyrics? You know, we had all these conversations. And all of it was just a reminder that there's so many other factors now speaking into my kid's life. And that could be scary. But the reality is this, and we need to keep this in mind. Even though all those other factors are at work, all those other influences are at work in the lives of our kids, the greatest influence in my kids' life, in terms of faith and spirituality, will be me. Christian Smith is a um, researcher professor at Notre Dame who has been writing on the, the whole issue of faith in young adults and the transmission of faith for uh, really a generation. And in his most recent study, his most recent work, as he's talking about this, he says, and I quote, the most important factor in the intergenerational transmission of faith is the parents. Folks, we have, we have a we have an important role to play. Now in saying that, let me just also say, you know, as a church, we don't want you to feel like you're out on an island. on We want to partner with you. And it's encouraging even to see some of the things our family ministry team is working on right now. For instance, for those of you who parent younger kids, we've got an elective coming up in the fall. For those kind of with middle school kids, over the next academic year, we're going to have two family forums that deal with this issue of anxiety and depression and and, you know, there's certain things we're working on where our, our team is even working on kind of preparing some materials for you to help think about the spiritual milestones that can take place in the life of your kid during those formative years of, uh, from birth to 18 and ways we want to partner with you in that. So we're all in in terms of working with you and being a church family that works with you. But, but understand, you're at the front of the pack when it comes to influence in this area in your kid's life. And, and how do we, so how do, what does that influence look like? Well, you know, it does look like just the way you live your life. Our kids see what's important to us. Our kids see where we invest our time and we invest our resources. When we get involved in the church community and then they get to see other families and build other relationships, they are seeing the value that we are placing on this. Furthermore, it's not just kind of the way we live, but it's, it's how we talk about it. When we have conversations just about, you know, what's going on with life and how to think about this and sometimes, you know, how to think about this from a Christian perspective. Those conversations are influential. And at times, we need to be open to the fact, particularly as our kids get older, that those conversations are going to include just some heavy questions. Doubts, disagreements, and, and we're going to have to be willing to kind of engage those conversations. For one of our sons, high school and much of his college experience was a season of profound doubt and questions and uncertainties. And some people told him, well, you, don't, you, you shouldn't doubt, just believe. And that was not helpful. That just created more stress. Stress. And so that that also became a season just with lots of conversation. Lots of discussion. Even reading some things together. And ultimately it became a season that, that God has woven into his faith journey. So our lifestyle is an important part of being on this journey and inviting our kids to join us. So... So I think this is, this is the wisdom that Proverbs has for us. It challenges us to parent towards the heart, right? Not simply behavior and habits, but to parent towards the heart. And the truth is, I can't control that, and we need to acknowledge that, but I can walk this journey and invite my kids to be a part of it as well and I do that through love I do it through learning I do it through limits and I do it through lifestyle now I realize in kind of wrapping this up I think for many of us it's easy to walk away from this conversation defeated right you'll notice I didn't ask you to kind of Score yourself in each of these areas because that could be demotivating. But I realized, even as we were talking about these different dimensions of what Proverbs encourages, I think for those of us who are parents, perhaps at different points, we say, Oh, I wish I had done that differently. I haven't done that well. And I think all of us feel that way. And the truth is, as a parent, at some point, you will accumulate regret. That's part of the journey. But remember, Proverbs challenges us to think about life as a journey. Proverbs invites us to this road of wisdom. And the reality is, and Proverbs, I think, communicates this. If, if you've gotten off the road, whatever that has looked like, just now's the time to get back on. Even, even as I mentioned a few moments ago, I can look back to you know, certain seasons in our son's high school years and just say, here's some places where I missed what was going on. Here's some things where I was not listening well. But you know what? Now that they're younger adults, we're just having some different conversations. And we're talking about some things we really didn't talk about much before. And you know, I would say as a dad, yeah, I kind of got off the road, but we kind of figured out, okay, how do I get back? And what does that look like? And how do we move forward? And at times I've even had to tell my sons, I'm sorry I missed this then. I don't want to miss it now. And that's part of our story. And so, for you as a parent, if in any way this, this has kind of been defeating or demotivating, let me just just, just get back on the path. And maybe kind of a just a, a tangible way to do that. And again, this, this kind of depends on kind of the season of parenting, the age of your kids, but just think about, okay, how can I have some check-in conversations with my kids? Maybe, you know, we've just kind of, you know, as our kids have gotten older, maybe we've just kind of gotten in the habit of, well, what's going on at school? Did you get your homework done? And what, you know, who's going to get the ride? And we're just kind of, we're just exchanging information. But in our communication, we're we're not really talking about anything deeper than that. So how might you change that next conversation? What if it's, you know, so what if it's just even after today, just, you know, we talked about this at church, so I'm just curious, how are you doing? What's really encouraging you right now? Kind of what's scary to you right now? What's, 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 what's bothering you right now? You know, how, how might you kind of redirect one of those conversations? And let me just say, let me just say to students who are here, if, if your parent kind of takes that step, I just, just be honest. I realize sometimes we really hold back because we feel like if I told them what I'm really thinking, they're going to be disappointed in me. Or if I told them what I was really thinking, I'm going to get grounded. Or I'm going to get, you know, but I, I realize this, this is going to be scary on your part. But students, just, if, you know, just be willing to kind of step into that space. And likewise, parents, if your kids are willing to do that, do not shut them down, do not go into lecture mode. Do not do something like, oh, just right? Let's just let's just have the conversation. Because we're on this journey. And we're not going to get it all right. And some of us we're in so many ways we're in process. But we've been invited to be on this journey, and Jesus promises to be with us every step of the way as his followers. So what does that look like? So, parents, I just I challenge you to just have those kinds of conversations. And if you really want to be daring, use this question. Ask your son or daughter, is there anything about our relationship you would like to be different? And just listen. Just listen. Don't be defensive. Just listen. Because remember, the book of Proverbs is inviting on this journey of wisdom. And we know through the overall storyline of the Bible that this journey of wisdom is ultimately now the journey made possible through Jesus Christ. And so as a parent, I want to be on that journey. And I, I can't control manipulate, or manufacture that in the lives of my sons. Particularly now that we're in four time zones and scattered across the country. But still, in different ways, I can be on that journey. And I can encourage and invite and support them in being on that journey as well. With the confidence that Jesus will be with us every step of the way. Let's pray together. Gracious God, I, I know sometimes as we talk about parenting and family dynamics and in any setting, there are people under stress right now, their families' under stress. And that's true in our church community. I just know, I just heard too many stories. And so, Father, I pray for those of us who are parents. I pray that this morning, we just really encourage us to to be on this journey and to do what we can do, do our part in inviting our kids to join us along the way. And Father, likewise, I, I know there's some students here that maybe there's just some stuff going on and they just, there hasn't been good conversation. And frankly, maybe they're here and they'd say, my, my parents just won't listen. or they, they won't get it. And Father, particularly in those situations, I just pray that there could really be some good conversation. And I pray maybe in the midst of the messiness and maybe some of the frustration, maybe even in the midst of the hurt, I pray that just your grace, could, your grace could break through in powerful ways. And Father, I pray that in some of these situations, even though we don't always get family right, we don't get parenting right, we don't get being a kid right. I pray in the midst of all that messiness and sometimes ugliness, your grace could just break through to remind us of the transforming work of the gospel. so we thank you that Jesus is for us and we thank you that through the work of the gospel we can experience your love and your faithfulness and I pray these things in Jesus' name Amen